You're listening to special programming sponsored by Triple Eight Media Group. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. You're tuned in to the 411 with SOS, the business of the music business for those who don't know but need to know. Welcome to the 411 with SOS. I'm your host, Sandra Smith, and we are wrapping up our series on the business of music. Today, I am speaking to an industry veteran and a really good friend of mine. Maurice Harley is um, an extremely successful uh, industry entrepreneur because he owns his own label. Um, The show that you heard earlier was with Jay Brown. That artist is signed to his label and he has stayed true and committed into developing this artist for more than 10 years. Maurice, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. I would love for you to give us some insight and some understanding of what the journey has been like for you as somebody who has stayed committed to developing independent artists while simultaneously being a part of the larger music community. Welcome to the 411. How you doing? Thank you for having me, Sandra. I appreciate being on. Man, it is so dope. I just had a great conversation with your artist, Jay Brown. And, you know, again, full disclosure, we're family. So, but in, on top of being family, you know, we're brutally honest, you know, about what is going to work and what's not going to work. And I was just telling the audience and telling John that you guys have taken this journey for the past 13, 14, 15 years, however long it's been. And you are now at the place where you're going to pop in a big way because you know we had a lot of success with his vibe single last summer and the project before that but these two singles that you're dropping simpin which is out right now and um don't rush which is coming out later in the month with tank are going to put him over the top no question about it can you please tell us what was it about him that made you stay committed over the course of 13 years well, to bring this since, to bring this music to that we're getting now that, you know, we're to the forefront. We're brutally honest with, with, well, with each other. So the re, the, I found my business partner at the time, Phil Reagan, found John. Um, I had an artist uh, before that. Her name was Sway, that Sylvia Ronson, who was the president of oh. Motown. And so as artists, as artists get signed and they get the big head, she mm-hmm. decided to listen to other people outside forces, and we started. We stopped working together. So then I found John, and um, got John signed to Republic Records, and the uh, the business side of this is it's crazy. It's so much politics in the music business. I was working at Universal at the time, and my boss didn't want to work the project so they dropped John. And I always felt I always felt bad for his career that it took off because of my politics. Mm. And mm-hmm. that that's the real reason why I stayed committed with John. We we stopped 
we stopped working together for about seven years because at that time R and B music wasn't really doing. Yeah, music. yeah. It was all. It yeah, was unfortunately, you know, we had that urban AC yeah, tag so, attached to it as well, and people just perceived it to be yeah. old people's music. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 once R and B started opening up, and Chris Browns and the other Art Neos and everybody else was going, you know, on that format, it's like, yeah. I've been listening to all your old music. Let's let's go again. And we've been rocking together again for the last four years. Truthfully, this is an industry. I mean, there's a lot of us that are real as F in this industry. And we've somehow survived in spite of that. You're one of them. I'm one of them. Um, it takes a real special person, though, to to be loyal in an industry where there is no such thing. There's not a lot of loyalty. People mess with you. <laughs> People mess with you because you're hot. And the minute you're not, ain't the phone not ringing, ain't nobody calling, and they stop, right? So we, we very much are in an industry where people are used and they are disposed of. It speaks volumes about you as a person that you even cared that politics affected his his career adversely due to no fault of your own and due to no fault of his. Mm-hmm. So yep. th- thank you for being a decent human being because, you know, if we all behave that way, the world would be a better place. Um, all the little things that go with that aside, that is the hard and fast truth. But you have spent, I know, a lot of money developing this artist's career. Again, why did you do that? The reason why I stayed with John throughout my my other business partner, who was a Grammy Award-winning producer, um, he wrote the first single that John came out with, which was called Sunrise Sunset. And and he and I parted after the second single, which was Give It To You. Um, He would always tell me, you know, John's not a star. You know, you should stop, you know, effing with John. You should just leave him alone. But a very close friend of mine, which is uber successful, you can Google him. His name is Carvin Hagen. He discovered Music Soul Child. He's written for Jill Scott. You know, he's, he has multiple Grammys, you know. And and Carvin will always tell me, like, Maurice, he's a star. And stick with him. Because there were days that I wanted to, because I, I could have bought another business with what I spent on John and I, and there was days where I was just like, yo, I don't want to do this no more. I'm about to give up. I quit. And because I'm frustrated because, you know, he's not getting a lot of shows. I'm putting out records and, and getting traction. But then COVID happens. Like I can't keep doing this, but Carvin kept saying to me, most stick with it, stick with it. And, and, and so I would listen to him. I would listen to my wife tell me and, and you know, you and other people. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. And I would just, you know, try to act like I didn't see the amount of money that I was spending to develop Investing. And once I started, once I started writing the records, I, I like to say that John's two biggest records that right. he had, I wrote. So that's, <laughs> that's what kept me into it more so than anything. Not Royalty checks. Royalty checks. Because now you're invested. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> Not just from a financial place, but from a creative yeah, place. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, it was something new for me, just writing, and 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 it just like it gave me, it gave me something else just to focus on, other than I'm spending so much money trying to develop this artist. And I think that a lot of times that people from the outside looking in look at artists and say it's an overnight success. Where those do happen, like Justin Bieber was the overnight success, and a lot of others. But but the but the real truth of it, there's no such thing as an overnight success. You know, there's people that you know ten years in the making, and when they hit, they'd be like, you know, whatever. Like Tank told me, Tank, Tank told me he said I didn't get my biggest, my number one record until I was thirty six years old, and he had been out there doing it yep. forever. He said, Mo, I got my first number one record when I was 36. Yeah. And he had been out there grinding, you know, with mm-hmm. Aaliyah and the mm-hmm. underdogs and all that. And his first number one record as an artist mm-hmm. was when he was 36. So it's just, it, there's no such thing as an overnight success. But I just kept, I just kept working and just praying that this would pay mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. For me being in the business 26 years, um, I know a lot of people. And people think just because you know a lot of people, that's going to nope. that's going to help you, and that's it's all it's all it's sometimes yes. even a hindrance yes. or a detriment to knowing all the people in the music business. That you know, because you're thinking that yo, I can call the head of A and R at this label. That's boop, my man. Boop. He's gonna he's gonna help me out, <laughs> and your phone calls don't get don't get returned. I was on. Me and me and No ID. This is a true story. Me and No ID, who wrote, who's a famous producer. He and I was on a private plane together, and No ID was like, "Mo, come see me, come see me." I'm like, "No ID, don't take me out again. Don't just don't do that." So No ID was the head of Capital A and R, and and he's like, "Mo, Mo, three o'clock on Friday, come see me. I'll be there." I show up at Capital at three o'clock on Friday, and No ID is nowhere to be found. Didn't answer his phone, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, you got me again." So, I'm sorry. You know, and I'm like, "We're on a private, we're on a private plane together, sitting next to each other, talking for four hours from <laughs> Chicago to Van Nuys." <clears throat> and I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy." So it's not always the people that you know; they're not always going to look out for you because if they don't feel like they're going to get something out of it then they don't want to they and, don't want to help you. And that's a sad part about yes. this business. And in life. It's not just this business, but it's just in I life. I was just going to say that people always cuz the business is still made up of people and you find a great amount people, of people right. that are haters, for lack of a better word. I can't think of anything more original. They're haters and they don't want to see you succeed. That's the truth. You know, so you got to overcome all of that, you know. So again, trying to be in this business or any other business, you know, where, where, uh, where lots of monies can be made and fame can happen very quickly. Um, you, you know, like I was just asking John, you know, what kept him going during the times when he wasn't working for you or he wasn't with another label or he wasn't doing anything musical that we could see, right? What kept him going? And he said, you know, I just, I kept the faith. I kept believing in myself. I kept believing that someday it's going to come back around. And that sounds cliche, but it really is about that. It's about you being patient, and it's about you being certain that you're on the right track, even when everybody's telling you, eh, I think I see it. 
<laughs> everybody. Yeah, everybody, everybody. Everybody. And and one thing I have to, and, and I'll say this, every artist is crazy. All of y'all have lost your minds. So all the, all the artists that are maybe listening, all y'all are nuts. So I have to remind John sometimes, because John was signed to Wyclef. John was signed to Jaheem. And I have to remind him, like, Jaheem never helped you get a top 10 record. Wyclef never got you a top 10 record. You've gotten four top 10 records because of me. And so, you know, so sometimes when he wants to feel himself because he's gotten a little bit of success, I have to remind him, like, yo. Hey, me, it's me. It's me. You know? Those guys have more have more power than I do with a bigger name, but I'm the one that got you your four. four because you weren't you know, fickled. Was, because you stayed the court. Because, but, but Maurice, one of the advantages yeah. that you have, you know, you have, you have a bunch of advantages. You have the ability to invest the money. You have the ability to be on the inside of the industry. But your greatest ability is to even when you're frustrated and tired and, you know, we know that you get there, you stay the course. Yeah, I hang up the phone and I start catching and, and I get mad and, and you know, but I, then the next day I wake up and I'm like, okay. Or I'll get an email from somebody or somebody will send something on YouTube like, yo, this is my favorite song or I love this record or, you know, or, or that. Or I remember when going off topic, but on topic, I remember when John performed the first song, the song I wrote, Moon, co-wrote Moon, I actually started crying. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows that, but I actually started crying because it was like, I'm watching my words coming out of his mouth and people Loving are it. singing yeah. along to, to what I'm writing. And so those are the reasons why I stayed the course because there's days, as you know, I'm like, I'm not doing this no more. I quit. I'm done. John and I were on tour and we got into a fight and I'm like, yo, I'm done. You're fired. I I can't I'm sick of no you. <laughs> yep, I, good luck with your career. <laughs> you know, I wish you the And a whole luck. bunch of other expletives. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I know you. <laughs> but... Yeah. You are a savvy businessman. You're you're a very good businessman. That's something that people may not know about you because you have a lot of you're a you're a business person. So and and it's not just a business person that does music. You're a business per you're a great music business person and you're a great business person. So knowing that you are dealing with sometimes they're a little bit like children, honestly, artists are, you know. And so we gotta dig deep and find extra patience extra stamina and an extra whatever it is to bring them back to the fold and to keep them on the course because being in this business you can get very distracted very easily right there's there's a lot of shiny objects that are constantly and one of the things that he also said was just surrounding yourself with good people which to me is the like if you hear nothing and you take nothing away from these talks it is so important to be in the company of people that will help you move your ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and one thing that I've instituted when when we go to the studio is I don't believe in having a bunch of people come to the studio nope. or uh, uh, or or a lot of drink. And I'm like, yo, we unless it's this, a party, right? Exactly. Right, this is business, so. 
So I remember John wanted to bring somebody with him to the studio, and he did it one time. I'm like, yo, they're not allowed to come ever again. Mm -hmm. Because when you have other people that are there, it's a distraction. And this is a business. You know, even though I haven't seen any ROI, that's return on investment <laughs> for you other people that may not know, I haven't seen any ROI it's coming. on my investment. It's coming. And, and, but you got to surround yourself and, and, mm -hmm. and not, because a lot of people go into the studio and they're getting high and they're drinking and exactly. they got girls there and you lose focus on the what we're doing. You know, and, and that's what, you know, and John hates it because, like, you know, I, his favorite thing is I'm a grown, grown a man. Mm -mm. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Studio time. Studio time costs money. You got to pay for the studio. You got to, you got to pay for the engineer. You got to pay for all that. You can be a grown man when you get to the hotel room, but, but the grown man is paying for all this. It's me. We don't, we don't, we don't, right. We don't do studio. We don't have groupies in the studio. We don't, we don't smoke and smoke weed in the studio. We don't drink in the studio. It's, it's about business. And I Discipline. think that a mm -hmm. lot of people don't look at it as a business because right. you could be, is John the greatest singer ever? No. Mm -hmm. But, but there's a, I, I tell John all the time, there's a billion other people that can sing better than you. Right. But they don't have, they don't have, you know, they don't have the connections. They don't have me. Mm -hmm. They don't have the discipline. They don't, they don't have all that. And you stay the course. And sometimes when you don't listen, you know, I tell them like, okay, well, do it your way. Let's see how it works. And it doesn't. You know, and, and, and a lot of times, it, and it don't. And you're like, yeah, it oh, you're like yeah. oh, okay, I know. Yeah. And I'm not all, and I'm, and nobody, I don't care who it is, whether it's Sylvia Rohn or, the biggest name in the music business. We all make mistakes. We're, none of us are ever right. It's mm -hmm. all a gut thing. I remember working for Clive Davis, and I, I, I was there with J Records when Alicia Keys and Olivia was supposed to be. Olivia was supposed to be the star. Alicia Keys was supposed to be whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were banking so much money on Olivia. Olivia was. You couldn't find Olivia on a milk carton right now. Olivia who? And Alicia Keys. Exactly. Mm. And mm -hmm. Alicia Keys is a global superstar, mm -hmm. and that so none none of us none of us know a hundred percent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all like it's all like guess, and again, and a so bit of a gamble, I, and a, and a bit of a gamble, right? And the thing it's all, that it's all a gamble. <laughs> it's all a is gamble, it all a gamble, Doctor? Maurice? <laughs> it's all a, it's all a gamble. That's all a gamble. I'm, I'm I'm having sleepless nights about this new single right now. Don't rush. It's all a gamble. I don't know why. That's because you are prone to worry because you want to worry because you know I know and everybody we've talked to has told you that single is a hit. So, Absolutely. but that you know, but you're right. Hit, but, yeah. But you're right, though. You cannot take anything for granted, and nothing no. is a given. Even the most blatant thing that you think is going to go in one direction, it ends up going left. So I totally agree with you. So you're saying yeah. that, you know, not on top of being certain that you got something, don't be overconfident. Never be overconfident. Because when you're overconfident, you know, it, 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 it doesn't go your way as you think it should, and, and you're frustrated. Devastated, and, yeah. You know, so, and, and, and there's been a, quite a few times where I've been down. I'm like, yo, Bob is a hit. It's a hit. We're going to be touring everywhere. It's a hit. 
I wrote it. It's a hit. Crickets? Like, yeah, all right, well, Crickets? Yeah. Like, okay, well. You know, went number, I think it went number five or no, yeah, it actually went number five on Billboard. And it's like, where, where are my shows at? Mm-hmm. So John still hasn't penetrated the, the, the market. You know, I was talking to our booking agent. He's like, he just hasn't penetrated yet and doesn't know why. But this, you know, having Tank on the record endorsing him mm-hmm. is, you know, is going to hopefully help. And so it's just all... It's, it's, you know, the labels having, you know, deeper pockets than I do. They can call the Chris Browns and say, I need Chris on a feature or Young Blue or whomever is hot right now, right. you know, where they are going to ask for a hundred or $200,000 to do a feature. I ain't got that kind of money to do that. Right. Right. You know, I got, I got, I got, I got, can you do me a favor money? <clears throat> Which is free. But you also have great connections because, again, you've got Tank <laughs> on this single with him, yeah. right? And sometimes yeah. you're right. Just the right collaboration will open doors. You know, we we also, um, I was just telling John that the thing that I always tell people to is patience is your friend, right? You know, so we can't have expectations of how the audience is going to react to something, right? You know, remember Pharrell said he happy had been out for a year before people found it and it became a hit. You know, so there are a lot of intangibles in our businesses, right, as well. So other reasons, you know, for you to be fully buttoned up, for you to be totally professional, for you to understand that you're not just in entertainment, but this entertainment is a business. And businesses require money. Businesses require advertising. Businesses require all of the same things, no matter what that commodity is. And so you got to put you got to put that into it, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. definitely. You have to. You you, you got to do that. You get, it's a lot of hard work. People just think that you can just sing in a mic and put it out to the world, and you're going to be an instant star. And no. It, it, it doesn't always work that way. Like I said, John and I have been working together off and on for a long time since he was a, a teenager. Yeah, he said more than 13 years. Yeah, he was, he was a teenager. So we've been together a long time. And, yeah. you know, it, it, he calls me his second dad because mm-hmm. I cuss him out like I'm his dad at times. But you also um, support him and nurture him like a dad. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, just, it's just a hard... So the the thing I hope anybody gets from this conversation is just, you know, stay the course. Even when people tell you that it's horrible, you know, or why are you doing this, you know, don't always listen. Right. Now you all, but you also have to have uh, 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 some wherewithal in you to know that your music is whack as well. <laughs> Qualified people to listen to it because I've, I, you, or most of us that's been in this music business, I've had people come up to me and say, man, please listen to me. I got the hottest, I'm the hottest rapper, I'm the hottest R&B singer. And I say, okay, let me listen to it. And I'm like, yo, man, this is horrible, man. This is, I mean, and then they, they get offended because <laughs> I tell them the truth. But you can't, I said, you can't, I said, you let anybody else hear this? Did you let your family, my, my family, my friends, I was like, yo, did you let anybody else hear this? Because you can't, you got to have some type of moral compass in you to understand that you're not hot. I always tell people, (laughs) Pookie and them and your mama are not good judge of what's good. They're biased. 
<laughs> They're biased. What is the litmus test? Does your stuff sound like the stuff that they're playing on the radio? Yeah. Well, even if you don't even go radio no more, does, right. does it sound like, or if, look at look at the the most uh, played thing on Spotify or one of the Spotify channels, mm-hmm. you know, the curated playlist. And would your would your music fit on one of these playlists that has millions of, of listeners on that playlist? Sure. Would your song fit? You know, because radio, it's unfortunate, but radio is a dying breed now. It's all about streaming. <clears throat> However, now with dealing with radio, it's, 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 it's a different, uh, another thing that you got to say, well, radio, is, well, how does streaming? Before it wasn't, you never had to say it. It would be like, well, True. it's New York playing it. Or right. New York playing it, I'm going right. to play it. Right. You know, but now it's like, okay, how is it streaming in mm-hmm. the market? What about Shazam? What mm-hmm. are your Shazam? Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that go into, you know, getting an artist played on the radio or getting him on tour or getting him, you know, or getting, whether it's a male or female, exposed now. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more difficult than it used, used to, to be. be. You know, yes. used to be, you could go to a one-stop and and nobody knows what that is nobody out there but you and i know what that is (laughs) yeah but i but i know but i I had a a, a nice way to say but you know what i'm talking about you can deal with the the one stop thing and and get your and and, and, and be on sound scan and and your record is doing well yep so there's so many different nuances now now yeah that goes into getting an artist seen Yes, because they're looking at your Pandora, you know, Spotify, title, yeah. Apple Music numbers. And it has it's, become it's difficult. a difficult game. Yes, it has become way harder yeah. to get um, because you got so many different. You got so many different. It used to be just Billboard sound scan that you had to deal with. Now you got to deal with four or five other entities. Yeah, and radio. Very true. Very true. So, so it, it's, it's just, um, so when people are trying to get into this business, it's like it's not. It's not as easy as everybody thinks it is because you can just go to the studio, put it out on on um, all these different platforms, and think that you're going to be discovered Mm-mm. overnight. Cause Agreed. It, 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 it don't happen that way. It does not. You, you know? are correct. You are correct. So, in spite but of I know all you of me the, off the radio. no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> We're um, <laughs> no. But what I was going to say was, you know, and in spite of. All of that, you know, people are still passionate and people are still uh, wanting to be a part of our industry, which is really a good thing. You know, it's just to say again that you have to be patient. You have to be talented. You have to be hardworking. You have to be connected. You have to work the circuit like it is still a process in spite of the idea that, you know, there's so many avenues for you to get your music exposed. That's smoke and mirrors. It, it's not actually the reality. It's, it's, it's even harder now to make you to the, to the point that you're making. And, you know, saying that to say you then need to really be in love with this. This is your first, second and third option. And, you know, you're, you're, going to make it or bust basically. Cause if you are kind of dabbling in it and you're not serious about it, it's, it's going to be something that's going to be hard to penetrate. Right. Yes. So, 
Thank you so much. Well, let me just say that I believe after this season, all of your worries and all of your stress for your artists is going to be alleviated somewhat because you have delivered two hit records for this young man. And ultimately, the whole world's going to know who is. Well, After promise this? me that if it doesn't if, if it doesn't work out that way that we can have a cursing session <laughs> on the radio or in person, however you want to do it. We're gonna have to do it in I'm person because on the radio they fine uh, you. The FCC don't like that. Uh, so okay. <laughs> But I'm not worried. We're not uh, gonna have to do it, Maurice. You have you have a talented artist. You have you, a savvy businessman, and you've written, you know, music that speaks to the audience. You're good. You're good. You guys are gonna be good. You're gonna be great. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you, and I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>